Hey friends, it's Joe and Felicia and welcome to our 60th podcast. That was a high five. I hope it didn't break your eardrums. We probably should have warned you. But yeah, this is our 60th episode. There's been, you know, some gaps as we've been navigating life, so there's a lot to catch up on. What are we going to catch up on? We <laughs> remember the last thing we've talked about. This is our first table talk in a while. Now that I'm back from California. Yeah. How have things been with you, babe? Um, we're battling sickness again in the house. More affliction. Um, but it's just that time of year, so. Yeah. Not really surprised. Stomach things. I had strep. Stomach things. Fever. Yeah, it's, it's super, I'll talk about strep for a minute. I have weird symptoms with strep. Like, I'm a, a medical, what is it, abnormality? Mm-hmm. Is that the different from normal? Like, I went on this crazy business trip to California. I took a total of, I think, seven flights in four days, which is a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Four of which were within a 24-hour window. <laughs> but I just started to not feel well at the end of the last day. And as I was on the flight home, it was a red eye. I started, like, feeling my lymph notes under my... Um, Lymph nodes. Lymph nodes under my jaw started swelling and they got to like two to three times their size and were super tender. And for those of you who don't know, like lymph nodes release like a bile, I think is the right term. I I read about it on Wikipedia or something, but like they release bile or some kind of fluid when your body is fighting an active like infection or an invasion. So like I had that indication, the roof of my mouth was really sore just like the roof by my teeth like anything I ate was sensitive and like felt like it was cutting my mouth Mm. it was like super soft and mushy but my throat didn't hurt at all and normally with strep throat you get little white dots or specks on the back of your throat that's the first thing they check and we had family coming into town so right when I landed from the flight I talked to Felicia I was like I think something's off couldn't tell if it was because of being up for 26 hours and all the flights but I went in and, and the doctor lady like fought with me a little bit she was like you don't have strep you don't have a fever you ain't got no spots like your lymph nodes are a little swollen but it's probably the common cold or flu and I was like just give me the swab like I know my body I have strep she's like you don't have strep she swabbed me and right as I was leaving she's like you have strep how do you have strep and she was freaking out (laughs) and then she's like you know, and I thought about not swabbing you this time, but I remember two years ago we had the same conversation and I swabbed you and you had strep. And she's like, you you know. You know, it's it's just interesting. So I'm still trying to find someone in the world that has the same symptoms as me because it always, it's the same battle with any like nurse care yeah. practitioner. Well, I remember last year, I think it was, I took a Kayanakari into the doctor because I had strep. And Akari was not feeling well. Mm-hmm. And so I made an appointment to get her checked out. And was like, oh, I just tell the doctor, I was just sick. I'm pretty sure she's got it. And Kai was just flipping all over this table, body slamming it, like super high energy, ridiculous behavior. They both got swabbed. Kai was the one that was positive. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, the doctor was like, you're not going to believe it when I tell you that 
he's the one that's got strep and he was doing donkey kicks and <laughs> flipping all over the place and Akari's sitting there like <laughs> did Akari eventually get it too I don't no. remember okay no it was just Kai yeah it was so funny like on my last the last leg of my flight when I just felt awful because a red eye you like get on a flight at like 12 30 California time and you arrive in Chicago at 6 30 in the morning and then you catch a connection to your next undisclosed city where we live and I remember as I like transferred like as a zombie from that first red eye flight onto the last one to get here I was like I just need penicillin like it, something I was like I, it's just time for penicillin like penicillin's not like a drug you just haphazardly use when you don't feel great like it's yeah. not in any over-the-counter medicine but I was like penicillin will kill whatever I have going on in this <laughs> body right now so that's that's how Joe handles strep you were down for the count for like two days and took some power naps while your family was out here how are you feeling now I'm at a solid 7.9 out of 10 out of 10 okay yeah like we did a workout yesterday that was really I don't hard. think I feel that good yeah no you're you're low like I can tell you're just not feeling well. I got really headachey and a little bit stressed. I, I'm still manifesting stress from being behind in school. Like I think I just mm -hmm. have to dig out to feel better. But there's this meeting with all these Japanese folks I'm leading. And I think I'll feel better once I get through that milestone. Like I don't even have the PowerPoint set up for it yet. Yeah. What, what's your big all oh, yeah? No, it's completely unrelated. That's cool. I'll talk to you about it. Once, you're fin once you finish your thought. Okay. But yeah, so I think once I get through tomorrow's meeting, I'll feel better because I, I have, I'm leading a cohort of like 30 innovators from across uh, the U.S., China, and Japan that are trying to capture Japanese unmet needs from the OR and develop new surgical solutions. And we have our first face, virtual face-to-face -face meetup. And I'm like, I have to craft the vision of the group and bring them all into that vision and help them connect and like I want the time to feel like super fruitful for everyone and I want them yeah. to be engaged because I don't want them to drop out. You're or... talking about your tea and chat thing. Yeah. Yeah. So Did like, you say that already? I haven't. That's what's called as tea and chat. Um, I'm going to make matcha. Very excited. I found an awesome three minute video of this like tea expert um, and it, it like studies her life in the way of Sado. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm going to show that and then draw some parallels between that and like aspects, just like light aspects of Japanese culture and how they could permeate an OR situation. Like she discovered her craft when she was six years old and she dedicated her whole life to it, like 66 years as a tea master. Wow, that's amazing. You know, it's just absolutely like humbling and to see like her passion and the willingness to do the same thing repetitively over and over day and day striving for the perfect bowl of tea and how does that translate into surgery is where I'm going to try to take mm. the cohort and then bring them into small group discussions with U.S. and Japanese partners so that those Japanese partners can then share like oh yeah here's some of the things we see in the OR and for the U.S. people to be like whoa that's the hope yeah awesome well that's really by, cool driven by tea yeah and then for the second session, which will be in, um, oh no, for the second session that'll be in December, I think I'm going to do Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Nice. 
Can't tell if that was a Kari or Emiko. It felt more Kari. Yeah, Do you want me to check real quick? I'll check. Here, I'll pause. We're back. All our children are asleep and well. So what well, was they're your... not well, but... They're, they're very much sick, but yeah. they're going to live. They'll be fine. They'll be great. So what was your aha uh -huh thing? Oh, so I have an idea oh, no. for um, another podcast. Ooh. And it'll be fun. Okay. Um, so our son, Hezekiah, is turning five this week sometime. Yes. And I think it would be really fun to ask him a list of questions about being five and like what he how he feels about being five. Oh, like interview him on yeah. the podcast yeah. that would be so cute yeah. it would be fun funny <laughs> <laughs> so i want to see we'll see if, if if we can do that or not i like i'll look um yeah. for some questions on the internet that's hilarious yeah it's it's funny like i really this is like a related tangent like i've had a lot of like insecurity about like our audio quality and things like that in these spaces and like you talking about wanting to interview Kai, like when we get to Japan and we finally have a home and we settle, like I want to make a podcasting table with like two mics so me and you can talk or me and Kai can do a podcast together, you and Kai. And that way it's set up with like even like two cameras so we could put these on YouTube because some people prefer the video version of it, others prefer the audio. But I was like, it would be so cool to just like do podcasts with my son because some there's some tiktoks i found of like dads and they're interviewing their kids and stuff and it's amazing like watching them yeah, just naturally funny. interact with a four-year-old and like putting that out into the world because that it sparks joy and life and some people don't have models of healthy parent child interactions right. and we love our kids we also don't want people to follow us just because of our kids right like we do a lot of shielding in those spaces because of challenges we've had with predators and things like that online but mm -hmm. i love that idea for kai it's yeah, super precious yeah but we'll see if he feels better or not because like even his like birthday day like we might have to push it back because he's just oh because we good. wanted to make his birthday special yeah we already had his birthday party with his friends and things like that and he had a really good time and my family came into town um, to to celebrate it, and now Joe's family is coming into town to celebrate his birthday. Um, and we were gonna do, we were gonna have his birthday day and just do special stuff like donuts and go out for, for lunch wherever he wanted, go out for sushi because we have pretentious children and our kids like sushi, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, go mini golfing, and so we. We had some stuff planned for him, um, but I want to make sure that he'll enjoy it. Um, and I want to do it when he's healthy and able to have fun. So might have to push it back a couple days. We'll see. Yeah, no, I, I think it'll, whatever we do, we'll make it special for mm. him. But yeah, our son does love sushi. We've, ra does. we've raised our five-year-old right. Oh, I know that we've talked about this, but for our friends online, when I was out in California, I me and my friend went out to like a, a work dinner um, to a, a Michelin star sushi restaurant. We kind of like stumbled in and they got us a table, but I had the single most best piece of sushi I've ever had in my life. And I've been to Japan like multiple times. It's a Hokkaido scallop. 
there's something about scallops from Hokkaido. Because the water's cold, probably. Yeah, they were, it was so soft. It was like a piece of like perfect fish butter on rice, which probably sounds really nasty fish to butter. you, but like it was... I'd try it. It was like oversized, like a normal scallops, like maybe like a... That's a little bit larger than a quarter in diameter. But like, like a half dollar, right? Yeah, but this was like, you know, the the lid of a can of tomatoes. Like, like it was, this? yeah. I mean, it was almost two inches around. It was a massive like scallop on a little nice. piece of rice, and it was like perfectly like presented was it and cut. No, or just it raw? was just raw. Uh, but the the flavor, the freshness, I've never had a scallop like that. Mm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, so they did, like, you can go to restaurants and get, like, a, a beer flight or things like that. They gave us, you could choose how many courses you wanted. We got the the 12 court, well, the 12-piece chef choice sushi. So it came in, what's 12 divided by 4? It three. came in three trays. And each tray had a pairing of four fish with different flavors associated with the fish. And it was like these little flights where like every little tasting was perfect. And they have a name for that pie. in Japan. Yeah, it's like okase or something. It started with an O, but that's probably completely wrong. I probably just swore in Japanese or something. <laughs> <laughs> they have a name for it and it's going to bother me. It's so precious. Because uh, Deoda Sensei took us out for... Yeah, um, for, for tempura. For a, meat like, for a meal like that. And it yeah. came with different salts. Remember, yeah. we got to try different salts. Yeah. So that's interesting. It was that's wonderful. Cool. It was like a little like prelude to what life will be. Mm, we have three kids. We're not going to fancy sushi places with three kids. Yeah, but I'll be traveling for work. Oh, oh, so you get the fancy food. <laughs> and it's different. This is why we need really. to find a nanny, so that way I can go on business trips with you that and just eat sick. all the food. We really need to ask if Nozoma wants to live with us. That's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion. But Nozomu could take care of our kids while we go uh, You better hope he's not listening to these. No, maybe not. I need to message him. I actually owe him an email response. I wonder how he's doing. <gasps> Well, anyway, Nozomo, if you're listening, we love you. We love you so much. We've been a little busy, but we're going to come see you soon. We, we clearly trust you with our children. Yeah, Nozomo lived with us for a stint. He was studying... About four months? Yeah, he was four studying four in the U.S. We met him at church. He's um, And then he he's from Japan. I'll keep it more broad. But then, because of COVID, all of the Japanese students had to fly back march and we ended up hosting him for an extra like four months so he lived with us during the very start of the pandemic just a wonderful beautiful he helped us person. take in well he didn't help us take in but he allowed us to also take, take in, in an at-risk foster, foster kid. placement yeah gosh I miss crazy him. times crazy He's so times good at piano. he was a little loud for us <laughs> piano and guitar well because normally japanese are kind of quiet but he was very musical so like our home was just loud all the time and with the foster place but it was with filled with praise yeah. music i had to keep reminding myself of that but i'm a very sensory driven person so like like a lot of sensory input all the time is very taxing and very tiring on my body and i already have very very energetic children 
all of my kids are very energetic. And then we added two foster kids on top of that and a person who loved to play piano and guitar. And, and I was tune piano. It, yeah. And I was <laughs> like, just my brain, like I felt like my ears were going to explode all day. Yeah. But that was before we found the earplugs. Yep. Because like even when you do workouts, sometimes you'll put in earplugs just because it's too much stimulus with the kids crawling on you and stuff like that. So it's been neat for us to figure out different ways to modify yeah, you just got to do what, what works for you. Awesome. Well, that's 60 minutes of our life, so it's nice <laughs> to be back. We don't know at what cadence we'll be podcasting because everything's crazy and we can move to Japan tomorrow or never. But it's probably closer, <laughs> to, it's probably closer to tomorrow than never. There's some <laughs> other fun updates, but we'll save that for another podcast as more information develops. But with that... To the revolution. In the hope that you subscribe. May our content always satisfy. Please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Okay, bye, bye, bye. Oh my gosh, I love you and I've missed <clears throat> doing this. Okay, bye friends. Bye.